The Indianapolis Colts roster I've got broken down into four tiers. The first tier, those are the guys, he go, we go. And then on down, not in terms of importance maybe, but we separate them uh, a little bit in, in terms of where they are in their careers. Like tier three is about guys who need to take that step forward. They got to be really good. So uh, we're going to talk about the four tiers of the Colts roster and who's in which. We'll do that. The NBA draft, just six days away. This may be the, the Indiana, Indiana Pacers' last chance to get a championship piece of the puzzle. At seven, man, you can boom, you can bust. I think the Pacers are going to move up or move back because seven is perilous. We've gone over the guys over the last 15 drafts who've been taken seventh. About 13 of them. Yeah, oh, you know what? Two of them really have done well. Just two. Julius Randle and uh, Steph Curry. About three have been okay. Right about where a seventh, uh, seventh overall pick should produce. And then the rest, about ten of them, busts. Terrible. Not done well. We'll talk about that a little bit. And, and who the Pacers may take if they move up or move back. We'll talk about J.D. Campbell, the SID for Indiana basketball. He's moving on with his life. I spent some time with J.D. yesterday, and, and good for him. He's got to do some other stuff because a life is best lived kind of like a meal. You need the appetizer. You need the meal. You need the, the entree. You need the dessert. It's time for uh, J.D. to move on to the dessert. And then... You, you pull the napkin from your, uh, uh, you know, tucking in here, and you leave the table. It's not in life, but that's what you do, all right? He's moving on to dessert. It's just another course of life for J.D. Campbell, all right? And then we're going to talk about what happened at the LACC yesterday, uh, the USGA's U.S. Open. My God Almighty, what is this, a John Deere Classic? Jeez, oh, Pete, 262s, 264s? This is embarrassing. What the hell kind of a setup is this for the USGA? An absolute embarrassment to that, that event and the game of golf. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, June 16th, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You call Johnson's Plumbing and you're going to get your pipes fixed. You need pipes fixed. Johnson's Plumbing is going to get that done. You give them a call at 765-610-8809. You only call a plumber when you need one, but when you need one, you need a good one. How do you find a good one? You listen to me. I just gave you the number, 765-610-8809. I've just done it again. Hit that subscribe button. Smash the like button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live or post a video, and there are going to be lots of videos posted over the next week and a half or so. We've got to get things straight as far as the Indianapolis Colts. And if you want to make a super thanks, you make a super thanks. It comes up, your comment with the super thanks comes in a special graphic. It draws my eyes to it. And boom, we read it and we answer it. All right, let's go over the tiers uh, of the Colts uh, roster. Tier one, these are the guys, he go, we go. These guys, without them producing, without them playing at a high level, this team's got no chance at the playoffs, no chance to be really, really competitive. And there are, there are five guys on this list. 
And one of them, we got to see play for the first time in a while, and I think you know who that is. Number, uh, the first one on this list is Anthony Richardson. If you don't have Anthony Richardson keyed in and ready to play and make good decisions on week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars September 10th at Lucas Oil Stadium, you got no chance. You have to have Anthony Richardson to be competitive in the NFL, and we've seen this over the past couple of years. If you don't get great quarterback play, ta-ta, ta-ta, it's all over. Uh, number two, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best five players on this team. That one of the best five players on this team is a running back, that's not ideal. But if Jonathan Taylor plays well and Anthony Richardson plays well, you got a shot to cause great disruption for opposing defenses. Number three, DeForest Buckner. You got to have a defensive player really kind of take charge and lead that charge. And if not DeForest Buckner, who? Right? Where do you have a dynamic playmaker on the defensive side of the ball right now that you can count on? DeForest Buckner, one of the best five defensive tackles in the National Football League, and he's got to play it like it every single week. Number four, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard's got to get back on the field. This isn't a matter of desire. It's not a matter of love of the game or anything like that. It's a matter of nerve damage that was caused by a series of injuries. The nerve damage hopefully has been mitigated through surgery. Shaq can rebuild. They can make him better. He's like Steve Austin, the Steve Austin of the NFL, the $6 million man. Although Shaq Leonard is the $20 million man. We'll see what he does. You've got to have a guy who can knock the football loose from guys and then go get it. You've got to have turnovers. You saw the turnover differential last year. It was not good. One of the worst in the NFL. And that, in large part, was because Shaq Leonard was not on the field. The year before, although damaged, he caused 12 turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers for one guy. And then Bernard Ryman. I know among the offensive linemen, Bernard Ryman not so much thought as the guy who, who is going to anchor that thing. You've got a six-overall pick in Quentin Nelson, first-rounder in Ryan Kelly, second-rounder in Braden Smith, and then you got the third-rounder in Ryman in his second year. But at left tackle, you've got to have somebody to protect Anthony Richardson's backside, and if you don't have it, you got big problems, and Anthony Richardson is not going to be able to play at the level he needs to play at in order for the Colts to do what they would like to do. So there are your five in Tier 1. Tier 2, this is need to get back to excellence. That's what this tier is. Ryan Kelly, a potential Pro Bowl level center, has not played like that in a little bit. He's got to get back to that level, whether that's because of uh, physical injuries or because of horrific circumstances in he and his wife's life that we won't go into again. But my God almighty, just a, a terrible thing. None of us should ever have to go through that. It is so tragic that he had to go through it. Now it's time for him to get on the field and start playing football at a really high level again. Kenny Moore as a slot corner. He's got to kind of assert his himself into that position and do really good work. He is a playmaker. He can blitz off the edge. He can get to the quarterback. He can make plays on the football. He can stop the run. He is an important defensive component to this football team who, frankly, didn't play very well last year, his first in Gus Bradley's system. 
Quentin Nelson has got to get back to all pro level at left ha- at left guard. If you're not gonna, if you're taking six, you better damn well be an all pro guard every damn year. If you're not, what are you doing? He was drafted higher than any guard going back to 1986, and he better play like it. And he looks pretty healthy. So let's get going, Quentin Nelson, Michael Pittman Jr. All right, Michael Pittman Jr. With Carson Wentz was pretty good. Now, he was dinged up last year. He had some physical maladies that kept him from playing at an, ex- uh, an extremely high level. He's got to get back to a high level. He's got to be a guy that you can count on to go up, get the football, come down with it, and maybe run a little bit. That would be a good thing. And then Matt Guy and Rigo Sanchez. you got to get special teams to be up here. And last year it wasn't. And that's just the way it is. You know, the kicking position... Not great last year. Not bad. Chase was okay. Then the punting, Rigo's key. No more sprints for the punter. Memo to Shane Steichen. Don't make the punter run sprints. Uh, Tier three. Time to take a big step up. Young players who have got to ascend to a higher level of play and right to hell now. Jelani Woods at the top of the list. How important is a tight end position? You look at teams that play well and into the playoffs, they got a tight end who can move the chains and get in the end zone. You need that from Jelani Woods. Nick Cross at safety. If not Nick Cross, who? Need a free safety who can go get the football and put the top on that defense. Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, has got to, he's got speed. He's got hands. He's got to go assert himself into the game and be that guy along with Michael Pittman Jr., give an option too to Anthony Richardson. Go get the football, go get first downs, and run with it after you catch it. And Quiddy Pay. And there's one more. But Quiddy Pay's got to get to the quarterback. Again, if not Quiddy Pay, who? So year three, time for Quiddy Pay to step up and start performing as a first-round pick should. That kind of pedigree demands better play than Quiddy Pay gave last year. Six sacks. Not nearly enough. EJ Speed. EJ Speed, step up, step out, let's go, hit people. And he does. I like EJ Speed. I think he is going to be an upgrade from Bobby Okereke. EJ Speed's got a chance to be really good. Tier 4, these are the steady eddies. Uh, You get their best each Sunday, and you must have their best each Sunday. These are guys who I think have performed absolutely to their potential, and do it every Sunday, and they have to continue to in order for this team to function well. And those are Braden Smith, Zaire Franklin, and uh, Grover Stewart. Those three guys are in Tier 4, all right? The NBA draft, just six days away. The Indiana Pacers right now would select 7th, 26th, 29th, 32nd, and somewhere in the 50s. To hell with that pick. That pick doesn't matter. 26, 29, 32 somehow turn all of those into either a higher pick or into a, a, a pick that projects into a high pick next year. I don't care. Number seven, or package them if somebody wants and, and move up from seven to something else. Seven is death to me. I hate the seventh pick. I think the seventh pick is the worst one in the draft because general managers are generally tempted to take a shot on some, oh, he's got great high end. We love his ceiling. 
if I hear Kevin Pritchard say that, if they stick at seven and he says that six nights from tonight, my head is going to pop right off my neck. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear we got a guy who we think can play right to hell now. I want that guy. No projection. No Shaden Sharp. He was seventh last year. Shaden Sharp, not a bust yet. Not a great player either. Might wind up being a good player. But the number of number sevens who have been forces for good for their teams, that list is very, very short. So we'll see what Kevin Pritchard does. J.D. Campbell is leaving Indiana University as a basketball SID. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, Time to take a shot at moving up for Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller was complicit in a murder. Brandon Miller, I don't want Brandon Miller. I don't care what that guy can do on the basketball court. I have no interest in a guy who's running around with dudes who bring guns into a vehicle that he is driving, go get that gun because they're mad, and then go kill somebody. That, no. We're, I got no interest in Brandon Miller. I'd rather have Scoot Henderson, obviously. I, uh, give me Grady Dick. I mean, give me, give me anybody who's going to come. We can't have another shoot 'em up guy coming to the Indiana Pacers. No, no, and no. Uh, J.D. Campbell. Awesome job as the SID. I told him yesterday. I went to Assembly Hall and, and said I wanted to talk to J.D. and congratulate him on a great 15, 16 years at Indiana and, and said, dude, you want to write a book, I'm going to be first in line to read it. You know what I mean? I, this guy was there with Kelvin Sampson when that whole nonsense went down. Then he's there with Tom, Tom Crean, you know, for nine years. Being the SID for Tom Crean, nine years. Wow. Like, where do you get muster out pay for that, right? I hope JD was well taken care of by Indiana University for putting up with that nonsense for nine years. Then he's got Archie Miller for four years. Wow, that's a lot of fun. And then uh, the last couple of years with Mike Woodson, where I think, you know, finally J.D. had an opportunity to sort of exhale and, and be a human being. But can you imagine being in a position in your life professionally where you're responsible for spinning the message of 13 guys who never age out of that 18 to 22-year-old kind of lifestyle and adolescence? Can you imagine and do you know the first person or the first player or former player to reach out to JD yesterday when JD made the announcement that he was going to leave IU at the end of this month? Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, JD and I talked about Trace Jackson Davis for a while. He's as good a guy, according to JD, as, as you would guess that he is. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to JD. JD's not done yet. JD's got to figure out what he wants to do in that next dessert chapter of his career. Not his life, but his career. And I know he's going to do it exceptionally well. Good for JD. The U.S. Open. What the hell kind of a junk open setup is this? Ricky Fowler shoots 62. Xander Shoffley shooting 62. Okay, but Ricky Fowler? Are you kidding? And then 264s? What is this? The John Deere Classic? What are you doing? My God Almighty, set up a course that's punitive a little bit. 43-yard wide fairways. What the hell is going on? The USGA 
can't, I don't think you can grow fairway into rough like overnight. But somehow or another, you've got to make this course a more difficult challenge or what the hell am I watching? This is a disgrace to golf. People scoring at this level. This isn't like rogue excellence. This isn't, you know, Ricky Fowler shooting 62, and then you've got a bunch of guys shooting like 70, 71, 72. This is all over the 60s. You had dozens of people breaking par. Shame on the USGA. This is not what we expect from a USGA US Open course. Shame! A pox on your house. Golf is a disgrace right now. Speaking of disgrace, did you see Team USA and Mexico? Team USA wins 3-0. This was a complete debacle. It was ended early. They didn't even let the extra time expire. They just pulled the players off the court or off the field, off the pitch. Awful. Uh, Jeff Chandler, Wally Joyner, former American League Rookie of the Year, celebrating a birthday. Have a great Friday. Fridays are wonderful. We love Fridays. Have a great weekend. Whatever you're going to do tomorrow night, I go to Hank Williams Jr. and Old Crow Medicine Show, putting on a show up at Ruoff Mortgage, uh, and and I, I can't wait to go. Deer Creek, for those of you old heads. Going on to Deer Creek, the crowd, you got to be cool. You got to be peaceful. You got to be fun. You got to be welcoming. Can you do that for me? That is what determines whether I have a good time or not. We will talk to you later today. We'll have a uh, Shane Steichen. We'll have Shane uh, Shane Steichen media availability a little bit later today, and then this afternoon, probably a little bit early, two o'clock or so. Inside Indiana Sports. Now I can't wait to talk to you then.